This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Amazed, I said, and then the spirit says, eat it, eat it all. We have to continue on the regiment that gives us strength from day to day, even when we begin to feel better. Jeremiah in the good work, God's word translation says, your words were found and I devoured them. Your words were my joy and my heart's delight because I'm called by your name. Oh Lord God of armies, we've got to eat it all. Even when we start feeling better, don't stop eating the word of God because when we eat the word of God, it combats resistance. It combats those strongholds that try to grab hold of us. You know, one of the communion scriptures that I like to use is found in Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. And the scripture talks about when the children of Israel were being delivered from years and years of bondage, 400 years of bondage in Egypt. Now they had a deliverance moment. As we go back to the scripture, if you read it on your own, go back and read one to about verse 13 or 14. And it talks about getting an animal without spot, blemish, and wrinkle, and taking it and eating it with your family. And then it gave some specific things that you're supposed to do. Verse 6 says, take special care of this chosen animal until the evening on the 14th day of the month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or their young goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and the top of the door frames of the house. I always liken that. You got to take the blood of Jesus and, and apply it to the doorpost of your mind, the doorpost of your emotions and your will. It says in verse 8, that same night, they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter herbs and bread without yeast. Then it says, do not eat any of the meat raw or, or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, the legs, and the internal organs, must be roasted over fire. Verse 10 is where I'm trying to get to. Then it says, do not leave any of it until the next morning. In other words, eat it all. I'm still talking about fighting the symptoms of the enemy in a me. As they were being delivered, God told them to eat it. Oh, good God Almighty, and eat it all. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Still talking about fighting the symptoms of the enemy in me. 
when deliverance comes, the devil is not just not going to give up. He's going to come back. We learned uh, several weeks ago that when a bad spirit or an evil spirit leaves, he doubles back around to see if that place is filled. If it is not filled, he caused seven other spirits more wicked than himself to come back and seize possession of the place that he once lived in. Are you listening to me? It's not just enough to get delivered. We've got to stay delivered. I want us to fight the symptoms of the enemy in me. Are you listening to me? It says deliver us from evil. Evil meaning morally wrong, bad, injurious, infliction of suffering, bad character, a force in the natural realm that tries to assert authority and tries to govern and tries to give way to wicked twistedness. Sin is in essence missing the mark. Deliver us from evil. Deliverance is a spiritual endowment a divine influence on your heart that is reflected in your life. I said a divine influence on your heart that is reflected in your life. Listen, deliverance does not mean that the struggle ceases, but it does mean that there is power, that if you choose to yield to that greater power, then you can take power over your flesh. Are you listening to me? Fighting the symptoms of the enemy, enemy. Galatians chapter 6 verses 7 through 9 says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Listen, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Here's the good part. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap eternal life. Then here's the the next verse. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Listen to me. No deceit, no defeat. The enemy wants you to think, the devil wants you to think that everything is coming from the enemy, whereas some things simply come from the enemy. Every health challenge is not the enemy. Some of it is we eating wrong. We're not exercising. We're not getting proper rest. We're not drinking enough water. Are you listening to me? But the devil wants you to think that everything is the enemy so that you never resist, so that you never fight bad, so that you never do any self-assessment, so that you never change. The scripture says that he that soweth to his flesh, of his flesh, he reaps corruption. Here's the thing. What are, you, what are you meditating on? What are you thinking on? What are you giving your attention? What are you giving your time to? If it is of the fleshly nature, then you are going to reap fleshliness in your life. 
But if you sow into the spiritual principles, you sow spiritual things in your life, you're going to reap spiritually. Let us not be weary in well-doing. So when you do good, don't, don't be weary if it's a fight. Because we fight the good fight of faith, and it's a good fight. Why? Because we win. James 1 and 22 says, but be, ye doers, but, uh, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. What? Deceiving yourselves. As mature Christians, we've got to grow past getting entertained and the little entertainment and little goosebumps and, and the running and the jumping and the shouting. There's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that is wrong with it is that, is that all you do? All you're doing is jumping and shouting. The word doesn't even take root in an emotional environment. You got to get a revelation. When you get a revelation, that thing is implanted in your heart. Then run, jump, and shout. Are you listening to me? Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Because we can hear it and like, oh, amen, and never have any intention of doing it. Be a doer, not just a hearer, only deceiving yourselves. Get a revelation right here. Still talking about fighting the symptoms of the enemy in a me. We're still talking about the whole armor. I'm pulling it all together. The next two Sundays are going to be powerful. I'm pulling it all together so that we know how to, how not only we know about the, the armor, we know how to put it on, but what does it mean to us? We got the natural part of it, but how do I navigate in the spiritual part of it? Hang with me because I'm going to give you some revelation. But I need you to understand as we're still talking about fighting the symptoms of the enemy, enemy. Not only do we fight the enemy, but we fight the symptoms of the enemy, enemy. As long as we live in this earthly body, we are going to have to face conflict. The devil wants you to think that you won't have to never go through anything. The key is you're going through. You came in one side, you're coming out the other side, and you're coming out stronger. There's no escape from human inclinations except through the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given not just to have good church. The Holy Spirit is given to help you to escape from your human proclivities, your human inclinations, the stuff that you like, the enemy in a me. The way that we get deliverance and the way that we have victory is through the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is who breaks the dominion over my flesh from sin. Y'all not saying anything. When you're fighting the good fight of faith, because remember, we're fighting the symptoms of the enemy, enemy, everything, you just exhausted if you're always fighting the enemy, but sometimes you've got to restrain yourself and you've got to fight the good fight of faith over the enemy, enemy. When you're fighting the good fight of faith, you remind yourself of who you are and whose you are. Sometimes you got to tell yourself, I'm better than this. When I know better, I do better. You have to interrupt the emotional stimulus that's in progress. You don't fall for everything that you feel. Feelings can lead you. That's why they're called emotions. 
They're designed to set you in motion, but you have to be able to interrupt rage in the middle of it and begin to put on the whole armor of God to overcome. I'm still talking about fighting the symptoms of the enemy, enemy. The devil wants you to be deceived that you think that everything is the devil and you never take ses- assessment of yourself. Now I'm telling you things that you need to do. Go back to Sunday's message on the podcast or Facebook Live and it'll talk about all of the symptoms. Now I'm telling you how to fight the symptoms. We talked about the symptoms. Now I'm telling you how to fight the symptoms of the enemy. Enemy. You have to identify the stimuli. You have to identify it or the triggers. And then you deal with those things that trigger you according to the word of God. What are your triggers? Some people let sweetest, they trigger them to depression. Because nobody did, nobody give me those chocolate strawberries. Get your own. Come on, identify. Why do you feel sad? Why do you feel depressed? Come on, the enemy wants you to think everything is out there and some things are in here. You have to diffuse the emotions that will take you the wrong direction. You diffuse those emotions with affirmations from the word of God. You speak the word of God over yourself. You speak the word of God over your situations. You have to use your mouth with affirmations of the truth. You have to settle in your heart that God is committed to you. Come on, God is committed to you. God doesn't want to see you struggling. God doesn't want to see you drowning. God is committed to you. And just like God is committed to you, you need to be committed to him. Come on. Or can I put it this way? You need to rededicate rededicate your life to him and accept his commitment to you. You have to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Instead of pulling the cover over your head, snatch it off and put on the garment of praise and begin to praise and worship and magnify God because he really is great. And greatly to be praised. You have to engage spiritual, emotional management. You manage yourself. Your emotions shouldn't run you. You should run your emotions. And you have to remember that God gave you his word. This is how I want you to look at it. Have you ever talk to somebody and they're making a promise or a commitment to you and they say, I, give, I put my word or I give you my word. That means trust what I'm telling you. God has given you his word. Trust what he has told you. All of God's promises are yea and amen. Listen to me. The Bible assures us that no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will always provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. 
That's 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Nobody stands up on, on accident. You stand up on purpose. God will never allow the enemy, Satan, to bring more adversity into your life than you as a believer are able to bear. It goes on to say that with every temptation, test, and trial, he brings a way of escape. So that means when, when a trial comes, when the tests come, when your flesh is itching, so is your way of escape. It's coming right along with it. Last scripture, I think. I'm, it might be. I still got two minutes. Glory to God. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse, I'll start reading at verse 7. This is talking about the Apostle Paul. Remember the Apostle Paul, he worked two out of every three books of the New Testament. He was the apostle and he ministered to all of these churches, the church in Ephesians, which is where we got the whole lesson about the armor, the whole armor of God. Verse 7 says, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I sought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Huh? The apostle Paul had weaknesses? He got all of that revelation? He's ministered to all these people and he has stuff that's going on with him? He's got stuff that he's got to fight? He's got weaknesses? Likewise. Us. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmity and in reproaches and necessities and persecution and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This is what you have to tell yourself. You've got to speak positive affirmations when you're going through your temptations, tests, and trials. You're going through your difficulties. You're going through your infirmities. You're going through things that combat your mind and your emotions. You've got to put the word of God in your mouth. Paul is the same person that said, when I would do good, evil is always present. Not Apostle Paul. We thought he was perfect. He wrote all of those books in the Bible, and he said when he wanted to do good, evil was present which meant he still had conflicts. But he learned how to discipline himself. He learned how to make a decision on what he wanted now or what he wanted most. He learned that he had to change his mindset. He had to change the way that he thought about things and he had to change the way that he thought about himself. The devil wants you to think that that's who you are, that you're wicked and you're nasty and you're dirty and you're low down and you're this and you're that and the other so that you never fight it. You just begin to say, that's just how I am. That's just who I am. If that's not who God created you to be, then that's not who you are and you've got
got to change your mindset through the power and the person of the Holy Spirit to walk in and become who you really are. You've got to elevate your thinking to a higher level. The story is told of the baby elephant. When it was just a small baby, they put a ball and chain on the elephant. So when the elephant tried to go, the ball and chain stopped him. And he couldn't go because the ball and chain was too heavy for him. That's talking about bondage. They put a, they put a yoke on him to keep him from going away. So when he tried to move, the chain held him back. As he grew, they put a, 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 a larger chain on it. Then pretty soon, an elephant weighs tons, one and two tons. You tell me, what is a little ball and chain going to do to a two-ton elephant? It can't hold him back. The ball and chain it was what is not what was holding the elephant back. It was his mindset. His mind told him he was bound. So he never tried to get free. Come on. When you change your mindset for the thing that has been holding you back for a very long time, you start remember that game. You start playing a game with it and running with it because it can no longer hold you hostage. I recover from the symptoms of the enemy in a me by eating the word of God so much. I've got to eat it so much till it changes me, till it metamorphosizes me. Are you listening to me? I've, I've taught you that the caterpillar and the butterfly are the same insect in a different form. As I was reading about the caterpillar, I learned that it just eats, 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 eats until it grows out of that skin. Then it eats, 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 eats till it grows out of that skin. And it keeps eating until it totally transformed from an ugly belly crawler to a beautiful butterfly. Child of God, my word to you today. Your antibiotic for today is eat the word of God. Morning, noon, and night. Eat, eat, eat till you outgrow who you are. Eat, eat, eat the word of God till you totally transform into who God designed you to be before the foundation of the earth. I've explained to you today how to combat or how to remedy or how to fight the symptoms of the enemy. Enemy. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.